Coffee Talk with Linda Davis. I'm Linda Davis. Before we dive into God's Word today, just a little bit about myself. I love Jesus. I love coffee. And I love people. And I love sharing keys to abundant living in the Lord. So if you haven't already grabbed a cup of coffee, go grab a cup and join me today as we continue talking about what the Lord desires for us this year. If you've listened to my January podcast, you know that I was talking about God opening doors, great wide effective doors. I'm not going to stay on that. But one thing that he did did highlight to me in 1 Corinthians 16, 9, he says that he's opening that door, but he also says that there are many adversaries. So what do we do with that? What does that mean for us, right? There are many adversaries. Just last week, I talked about preparing yourself for action. And so I want to continue on in that. And the Lord, you know, he's always with us. He doesn't ask us to do anything where he's not walking with us into that situation. Not only is he not walking with us into that situation, he's actually already gone before us and cleared the path. I talked about that last week also. So I want to dig into that a little deeper this month of February. Right? We're told to be strong and courageous. We're told not to fear. As a matter of fact, this is kind of interesting. Being, I would say, commanded to be strong and courageous. You know, a lot of things in the Bible, they come across as suggestions, but they're really not suggestions. The Lord is commanding us. He's, he's making a strong suggestion. We always have our choice. So it's not something we're forced to do. But it's something he wants us to do. He expects us to do. And if we do it, there's benefit to us from it. You know, here's an example that's just coming to my mind. Uh, One of my sons, when I was in high school, I would suggest to him to take out the trash just because I was being nice, truthfully. He really didn't have a choice. He was going to have to take out the trash. So I would say, can you? No, can you? Yeah, I would say can you because he would he would decipher my English words. I would say, can you take out the trash, please? So he would literally answer my question in a literal sense. He wouldn't move, but he would say, yes, I can. So because I used can instead of will, right? And he was picking words out that fit his narrative. We do that with the Lord. We pick stuff out that fits our narrative. And when we know that we know, that's really not what God was saying there. But we want it to fit our narrative. So give that some serious thought. Because then my response to my son was, take out the trash. You know what I'm saying? God does that with us. He'll be like, can you do this maybe, please? Can you be strong and courageous, please? Right? And if we start picking out words, anything, pick any scripture. I can go head to head with somebody on any scripture verse and they can have a totally different theological perspective on that scripture. I don't want my opinion. I don't want somebody else's opinion. What was God saying in that moment? What was I really telling my son? I was telling him, I need you to take the trash out and I need you to do it now. 
I'm being nice, but we can switch here if you want. God does that with us so much. He's being nice, but he can switch on us if he wants. You've seen it when there's great falls, a mighty woman of God, a mighty man of God, and you see them come tumbling down. Huge ministries. You just see that come crashing down. I promise you that wasn't without warning. That wasn't without time of the Lord trying to draw that person back in, trying to convict that person in a gentle way, trying to get that person back on the right path. And when they refused and refused, then God had to say, this is what's going to be done. I'm convinced of that. So be strong, be courageous. 300 times we're given that, what I'm going to refer to as a command, because it's necessary. Why is it a command? Because it's necessary. Being strong and being courageous is necessary when there are many adversaries. And an adversary is not just fighting with your neighbor or your coworker or or the person that sits with you in church or um, somebody that doesn't like the way you minister or somebody that doesn't like the way your hospitality is, whatever your calling is, whatever your position is, whatever your career is, you know, whatever it goes on in the neighborhood, you know, a few, they're at, they can be adversaries. They're there to distract you. They're there to trip you up, which is an adversary. But sometimes we can be our own adversary, our own thoughts, our own thoughts can go be uh, an obstacle, a distraction, slowing us down. So there are many adversaries. In other words, There are many ways that devil's going to come at us to try and stop us. But what does God also tell us over and over and over again in the Bible? Fear not, for I am with you. Be strong and courageous and fear not. Why? Because I'm with you. You've got this. So if God says all of that over and over, it must be something that he actually wants us to understand because he understands We're going to need to know this as we walk out our life, as we face the battles, as we face the difficulties, not just distractions, not just obstacles. How about true hurts, true wounds that have come in from people closest in our circles that now we have to process through and allow the Lord to come in and heal those things so they won't be an obstacle and a distraction and we can go forth on the path he has already cleared for us in that great and wide and effectual door. It will have effect, the effect God intended it to have, as long as we're strong and courageous. Of course, Ephesians chapter six really kind of hits this in how we can contend with the battles and come out victorious. It's, It's the armor of God. It starts out in verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that what you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. And most of us are probably very familiar with this, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Take the face off the situation. And that's hard to do sometimes. We're not fighting that person. We're not fighting that face. We're not battling and contending against that face that keeps coming up and taunting us, really. No, we're not. We do not do that. It's not against flesh and blood. It's against the rulers and the authorities and the cosmic powers over this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Wow. 
That's powerful. Goes on, and that's only two verses. It goes on to say in verse 13, therefore. So in other words, here's, here's our direction. Here's our instructions. Take up the whole armor of God. Why? That you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all the stand firm, <laughs> I always used to laugh at this scripture verse. It's like, basically, when you're exhausted, when you've done everything you can possibly do, when you're ready to sit down and give up, you don't have anything left in you. You know what God says to do through Paul in Ephesians 6? When you've done all you can do to stand, when you don't feel like you can stand another day, stand firm. Stand therefore. Just keep standing. <laughs> That's what it says. Verse 14, stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the blessed breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes, your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. This is so powerful. And we take it lightly because we've heard it so often. We have to note that these verses I just talked about, I started off in Ephesians 6.10. It starts off with finally. You have to look at these key words to really understand what's going on here, right? So finally, why is he starting this off? Finally, right? That, that means something. You have to look back in Ephesians to understand why is Paul saying finally? He's giving a bunch of instruction, and this is his final point. So finally, this is his final point. This is what he wants to drive home. This is his conclusion, so to speak. It's the last chapter in the book of Ephesians. Finally, this is, right, what do we do when we're sharing something? We, we save our strongest point for the conclusion, for the very end. So this is very important. Therefore, let's go down to therefore, right? Finally, this is the stuff he wants to drive home. Stand against the devil, right? Put on that armor of God because there's going to be, by the way, it's not flesh and blood. This is his conclusion. Don't, don't look at the flesh and the blood. Take the face off the situation. Ask God to show you. I do this all the time. All the time I do this, Lord, show me the truth of this situation. I don't want Linda's perspective. I don't want Linda's feelings. I don't want Linda's emotions in this. I want to know what your truth is. What am I really contending against here? That's what we need to know. That's how we can uh, battle without wearing ourselves out. Because we're also told in Galatians, I believe that's chapter six, to not become weary in our well-doing. And that's what the enemy's trying to do. He's trying to get us weary in our well-doing so we will faint, so we will give up. Because if we do, we're not gonna reap. Galatians 6, 9, it's powerful. Do not become weary in your well-doing. For if you do not faint, if you do not sit down, it's gonna be great and mighty what you'll reap. So anyhow, let's not get distracted on all that. Going back to this. So in Ephesians chapter 6 at 13, Paul says, therefore, again, that's another word you can't miss. Therefore, there's all this warning, there's this battle and where it comes from, but there's also an answer. Okay, finally, therefore, do this. This is what you're gonna do to contend against this. Therefore, this is the solution. This is how you're gonna fight the fight from a place of victory. Therefore, it's basic instruction on how we can win the battle. I've read this passage many times before, truthfully, but it stood out to me that the first piece of armor we should reach for is truth. The first one listed here is truth. Put on the belt of truth. Can you not see 
where truth is so mixed up today. Like, how, we can't even trust any news station at this point. Like, it doesn't matter which channel I watch. I'm thinking, how do I know you're telling me the truth? Like, I just don't believe you are. And we have to try and figure and research and discern by the Holy Spirit what the truth is. And we always have to come from that place of truth. It's the most important piece of the armor. That's why, actually, it goes with what I just said. I asked God. That's kind of funny. Show me the truth of this situation. If I'm not coming at the situation before me from a place of truth, then I'm missing everything. I'm wearing myself in a battle from a wrong perspective. I have to know the truth. And there's one place I can go to get that information, and it's the Holy Spirit. And this is the thing. His truth is many times different than our perceived reality. So we have to know who's going to tell us the truth. Who knows the truth? Who's going to show us the truth? The Holy Spirit. I love what it says in Romans chapter 8 about the benefit of the Holy Spirit in our lives. This is so powerful. Romans chapter 8, starting at verse 26. This is what we do when we don't know the truth. We ask the Holy Spirit to show us the truth. And, and what is this is what it says in Romans 8, 26. In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness, where we fall short, right? For we do not know how to pray as we should. We don't know the truth. But the Spirit himself, he intercedes for us. He intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts, the Holy Spirit, knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. He knows what God's will is. So when we don't know, and we don't even know how to pray, we trust that the, we ask the Holy Spirit the truth of the situation. This is kind of how I picture it. The Holy Spirit on our behalf goes to the throne of God and gets the truth of the will of the of the will of God in our situation and he brings it down to us. He's a revealer of mysteries. He does not want us walking around blindly. What does it say all through Revelation? He who has ears to hear, let him hear. He who has eyes to see, let him see. The Lord wants us to see, but we have to ask the Holy Spirit to show us, to open our eyes, open the, Paul again, open the eyes of their understanding, help them to see the truth in the situation. So they're contending and battling and interceding and praying from the right position. So they will not get weary in their well-doing and they can continue on through that great wide effective door that I have opened to them in this season, the one that I opened that no man can close at any time. Jumping back to Ephesians chapter six, it continues on saying in verse 16, in all circumstances, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming dots of the evil one. That would be the adversary. There are many adversaries, remember. And take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert 
with all perseverance, making supplication for all saints and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly, the truth, as I ought to speak. This second little section here of Ephesians 6 As I read that, it's like all, all, all. Go read it for yourself. Underline, circle, highlight. How many times the word all is said here? We do this. We prepare and we respond to all in this way. All things in this way. With the shield of faith, the belt of truth, powerful, powerful weapons the Lord has given to us to cause us to step into the victory that is actually already ours. Not only, not only when we feel like it, but in all things. There's sometimes, if we're, if we were all honest, we just don't feel like it. I don't feel like fighting that way. Too. I don't feel like contending. I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like putting on that belt of truth. I'm that shield of faith feels too heavy to me today. But what I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So even though it feels heavy, it's not. Bend over and pick it up and hold it up. You'll be glad you did. Verse 20, right? Paul is telling us all of this, don't miss this, while he's in prison, while he's in chains. He's in chains, right? He's not laying his head on a pillow at night in comfort. He's not doing that. He's in the middle of a hardship and he's telling us how to battle our hardships. That's pretty powerful right there. That's actually another little key, actually. Almost passed me by. When we're in the middle of our hardships and we reach out to someone else and we pour out to them in the middle of our hardship, we can see their hardship and say, wait, I can actually help over there. And even though I'm in the middle of something, I'm in the midst of a storm, I'm going to help you. That's powerful. That's selfless. That's the Lord. That's the Holy Spirit working through you. That's a wide and effectual door. 